Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet best-selling author Fanny Flagg and creator of the parenting blog No Idea What I'm Doing, Clint Edwards. Enjoy. This is Fanny Flagg, author of The Wonder Boy of Whistle Stop. Well, I guess the reason I decided to write this book is a funny one. I sort of figured that there would just be one book about Whistle Stop, but a lot of people over the years would write and they would say, whatever happened to Iggy? Or I wonder whatever happened to Bud? Or I wonder whatever happened? And you know, All of a sudden, I started wondering myself. So I thought, well, I'd like to know. So I sat down and I thought, well, I'll try to write a sequel to Fried Green Tomatoes and try to figure out what happened. And this is why I did it. What it was like to record my own book. (laughs) It's so funny because when I record a book, I have not read it for a while, and I'm so interested in it because I had forgotten what I wrote, and sometimes I'm excited to find out what happened. Yes, there is a word when I'm recording that I had a hard time in this book, and it was prosthesis. It's an artificial arm. And when I was recording it, I wish that I had just said artificial arm but I didn't. But anyhow, we had to stop. I think the proudest part of a narration is that I'm able to convey to the listener the voice that I hear. When I'm writing a book, I hear people talking, and I also hear the accent. And as a lot of people know, when you're a Southerner and you hear people that aren't Southerners doing the accent, you go, oh, that's not how they said it, or that's not the right intonation. So the thing that I like is that I am actually able to say the words, say the sentences as that I think they would have said and the accent that they would have had. And because this book is actually about my great aunt who ran the cafe in Alabama, I remember her voice. And I also remember the voices of some of the people I met when I was a little girl. So I'm most excited about that. If I had a dream narrator for my books, if I couldn't do it myself, I think in this particular book, my first choice would be I think Kathy Bates. Uh, Kathy is a friend of mine. She's from Memphis, Tennessee. She knows how people talk, and she is a brilliant actress, so I'm not going to say too much more because, you know, people might wish they had (laughs) Kathy Bates. You know, I do, too, listen to audiobooks, and the last one I listened to was Eckhart Tolle, and then I listened to one by Louise Hay. I like to listen to books that are inspiring and are positive. I like to put that kind of positivity in my head. 
when I do listen to audio books, my favorite place is in bed. So I put it on and I go to sleep hearing something positive and I like it, you know, because I wake up happy. And now listen to a clip from Fanny Flagg's audiobook, The Wonder Boy of Whistlestop. Grady Kilgore, a big barrel-chested bear of a man in his 70s, had been the sheriff of Whistlestop, Alabama, until 1958, when he and his wife Gladys had moved to Tennessee. Today, Grady had driven down to Whistlestop from Nashville with his grandson and was standing on the railroad tracks looking across the street to where the old Whistlestop Cafe used to be. Kudzu vines had grown all over the buildings and had covered most of the block. It was hard for his grandson to tell what was underneath. Grady pointed over to one of the buildings. That's the old post office that Dot Weems ran. And right there's the cafe next to Opal Butt's Beauty Shop where your grandma got her hair done up every Saturday morning. Grady stood there looking around and was sad to see how much the place had changed since the last time he'd stopped by. Hi, this is Clint Edwards, author of Fatherish. I wrote this book originally with the intention of writing a holiday book. I wanted to write, like, a Christmas book, and I was really inspired by the movie... Christmas story. And I really wanted to do something similar. And when I pitched it to the publishers, they said, that's a great idea, but holiday books are hard to sell. And this sounds so terrible, but as we discussed it more, we kind of settled on how holidays kind of bring out the failure in parents. And that's when we really started pushing this idea of like a book about my fatherly failures. And that's where it came from. And it was surprising how easy it was to write a book about my fatherly failures because I just had so many. (laughs) If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that would be exhausting. We're in the middle of the pandemic, and I am in a studio, and I have gone literally months with hardly speaking to anyone outside of my children and my family, and speaking this long has been very, very tiring, and I don't think I realized how much work it would take to record the book that I wrote. I really had trouble pronouncing a number of words on this, and they weren't like good words, like Dotson, right? I thought it was douchehound, <laughs> which is so embarrassing. And voila, I for years had said Viola. <laughs> and uh, the poor engineering here, Don, has just been laughing his head off as I have struggled to pronounce words and realize that for years people have either assumed that I was an idiot or that I was just incredibly brilliant and leaning on all the sarcasm I could come up with. You know, I just felt like I was able to really tap into the conversational nature of the book. I try to write in a way that sounds like my speaking voice, and I want people to just be able to listen to it and connect to it and just kind of feel like I'm in the room telling old friends a story. And I do feel like I tapped into that, and so I'm pretty excited for listeners to hear it. 
if I wasn't going to record my audiobook, and this is an unusual casting, but I would probably pick Jesse Eisenberg, you know him from Zombieland, and mainly just because people often say that I remind them of him. And I really doubt that people go up to him and say, you remind me of Clint Edwards. But I do think that he could probably nail me as a human. And if for some ever crazy reason I ended up with a movie or something based on my life, he would probably be my dream cast. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was a recording of Slaughterhouse-Five, Ethan Hawke actually did the narration, and at first it really bothered me because he'd get really quiet at certain parts, and then he'd get really loud, and I was having a hard time picking the volume, but once I got into it, like he actually did a really good job, and that's still one of my favorite books, and that was a really nice production of it. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is I'm a cyclist. I do a lot of road cycling, so I'm one of those dudes with the skinny tires and the tight little pants and you don't you don't have to imagine it you just have to know that it's happening and when i do ride bikes i do enjoy listening to a nice long audiobook and i'll go out there for 3 or 4 hours and sometimes just finish a whole book and it's really rewarding to me and now listen to a clip from my audiobook i started this parenting thing in 2007 Or was it 2006? Wow, I feel like I'm at the doctor's office and they asked about my kids' birthdays. It doesn't matter, because I've been at this for a while. I've done some really boneheaded things raising Tristan, Nora, and Aspen. I don't think any of them have been illegal, but definitely questionable and highly relatable. I cannot be alone here. I think all parents have been living a normal life, doing their normal parenting thing, and bam, the sex talk happens. Or you think you've got it figured out, and suddenly you find your children's booger collection. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.